I've been working with my creativity more and more. I've been cooking a lot more. I've been making my own like at home DIY products or homemade like cleaning products and things like that. Um, I started working with my own personal magic more. When I first, well, after a few months or about a year into me waking up and becoming conscious, I, you know, had an ancestor also. I started reverencing all these different deities, not a lot, but a few. Um, And it was whatever I feel like ancestral DNA within me that was awakened through me waking up and realizing the truth about this world and myself that I started to um, just play around with power. This is also something that I've done in a past life. So, of course, when you first wake up, you have kind of no like barrier. There's no rules. There's really no one teaching you or guiding you unless you're grateful enough to have, you know, a parent, an aunt, a grandmother or someone who's guiding you. But for most of us, we don't have that. And I definitely didn't have that. So when I'm on Instagram and I'm on Twitter and I'm reading all these things about magic and hoodoo and consciousness, I started to, I guess, play around with my own personal magic then. But like I said, I was playing with power. I was reverencing these deities. I was reverencing my ancestors, but I was not like taking care of my mind, body, and spirit to full capacity. I was playing around with spells and it was like very minimal because a part of me like knew this was wrong or like I didn't have the full story together, but a part of me was just like reawakened and um, that part of me started to take over, but it didn't last long. So another six months in, um, or maybe another year, because <laughs> I stopped doing spells and things like that. But I still kept my ancestor altar up. Slowly by sl- slowly, yeah, one by one, I stopped reverencing the different deities, and and then I eventually took my ancestor altar down because your ancestors are in your bloodline, so you given your mind, body, and spirit the most care, the most grace, the most love and compassion, you being very mindful of the things that you eat, the things that you partake in, Um, because I ended up, I stopped smoking, I stopped having as much sex as I was having, I stopped drinking, you know, and it was a process. See, now we're in 2022, so... This month, January, would make three years since I woke up and had that one night or that one day, that one experience that, like, completely kind of obliterated my, um, like, what I thought I knew and what I thought was real. So now I feel like in this, like, 
learning new things, me picking up different habits or rituals, me putting some down, me learning to curate them and cultivate them to something that is really fine-tuned and is really in line with my mind, body, and spirit. Because what Instagram and Twitter does is show you a bunch of things, especially now, like with TikTok. They show you a bunch of different things, a bunch of different spells, a bunch of different herbs, a bunch of different, you know, ideas of things that you can do um, to be a quote-unquote witch. And I want to get into that, too. Because all these TikTok videos I see on Pinterest and stuff are all like beginner witches and witch one-on-one, et cetera, et cetera. And they don't understand that they're kind of violating energetic and universal boundaries. Once upon a time, it was like it was not a good thing to be called a witch or to call yourself a witch. If anybody has ever read the Salem Trials, like (laughs) and even far beyond that. I know for me personally, I had people calling me a witch before I ever did a spell. Before I ever, you know, locked my hair and started embracing this lifestyle. So, like, being called a witch once upon a time in another life, another timeline, that was not something that is praised and worshipped. I understand the excitement that comes with tapping into your spiritual power and honing it in and how beautiful that may be. But, I mean, all this foolishness on the web, like I said, is um, violating energetic and spiritual boundaries. A lot of people should not be working with spells. I was one of those people. I had no business working with different spells. I had no business um, honoring different deities. And these people on Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that make it seem like it's for everyone. And there are certain people who kind of put that disclaimer out there. But when you're online and you're just scrolling and you're being flooded with information. And like I said, you're coming into knowledge that none of your family, none of your friends is telling you and showing you how you found out about it was through your own DNA reemerging, your own gifts waking up and you tapping into something, you might read something or see something somewhere or dives into conspiracy theories like I did. And um, then slowly, as you're searching for more knowledge, you're searching for more answers, you're searching for clues, especially if you're like a, not a, I wasn't a teenager, but if you're a teenager and you're in your early 20s, and you're looking and you're wanting this knowledge because no one around you is providing you for it. Bam, here it is on the internet for free. Everybody can have it. Everybody can get it. Everybody can access it and do whatever they want with it. And so I feel like it's smart because I still look online for different ideas and things like that. But of course, I tailor everything to, like I said, my own mind, body, and spirit. But as well as that, like, it took me three years (laughs) to reboot and renew and like revise what I was doing. Like I said, I've been working with my own personal magic more because I feel like it's all a part of creativity. 
creating little spell jars, cooking your own food, wearing certain color clothing to bring out a different energy. All of this is creative in nature. So I've been tapping into that and really honing it in. However, I was at the park. I, were, I am at the park and I was walking up a hill. So, so I had to catch my breath. <laughs> but um, yeah, however, it's like in this world of instant gratification, things don't happen overnight, you know? And so like I remember doing little spells and um, like working on manifesting and things. And it worked at the time because I had a job and I was a server, so I'd wear crystals on me and I'll um, write like on the back of my server pad how much money I expected to make today and I'll write little affirmations and things like that. And I, I played with aromatherapy and it worked and this came natural to me. Like the way I'm doing it now, like I said, is more ritualistic. It's more intentional um, because I had time to mature and to grow. But before I was just doing it and it worked, but I was working with different deities. I was honoring my ancestors and putting fruit and food and, you know, coffee and tea and stuff like that on their altar. And, you know, it took me years or yeah, two, three years to realize like I didn't have to do any of that in order to manifest or bring about the things that I want, like in my reality, in my world. So now I'm able to, like I said, renew and revise how I go about doing this and just feel and see and experience um, it from a more natural place. Because although I was like manifesting and getting money or whatever from my job and everything was working out. I'm doing, I'm wearing crystals. I'm working with aromatherapy, et cetera, et cetera. Like I still had a price to pay because I was still dishonoring my mind, my body, and my spirit while trying to honor these deities and these ancestors that these spirits, everything is energy exchange. Like how you go to the store and you pay money for food, that is an energy exchange. So if I'm making this money at work and I'm, you know, buying all these things to just dishonor myself, these spirits are going to want something in return. And you putting stuff on the altar is not necessarily what they want. You feel me? They want a vessel to live in. They want to experience life again. They want to play around on the material realm. A lot of these spirits are tricksters. A lot of these entities, they don't have boundaries. <laughs> they don't care. And regardless of who you're venerating and you're honoring, a lot of these people have spirits attached to them, whether they venerate them or not. A lot of these people have entities and energies attached to them. So like how people might find themselves in a relationship where they end up being abused or whatever, that's the spirit. Whatever energy is latched on to that person, whether it's emotional, physical abuse, they're taking it out on you. They're trying to reconcile. You giving them sex, I guess, and love, and maybe you're cooking for them and stuff like that. But in exchange, what are you getting? Abused? You called names and things like that? And if you really look at things from a universal perspective... That would be an even energy exchange. We like to think that even energy exchanges is only 
Like, I give you positive energy, you give me positive energy. I give you negative energy, you give me negative energy. But that's not true. In that relationship scenario that I brought up, it could be a variety of reasons why this person is abusive or why this person is getting abused. All stemming back to the inner child, lack of shadow work, etc., etc. But ultimately, all of this creates space and an environment for different thought forms, different energies, different spirits, different entities to come about and to like attach themselves to a person. So where you're giving in terms of love and food, that's energy. It takes energy to give love. It takes energy to cook food for a person, to spend time with them. However, this person for whatever reason, the only way that they're able to give in return is through abuse. So you have to be mindful of the things that you're doing, the people that you're working with, the spirits or the entities you're working with, whether you're working with actual deities or it's just certain friend groups and certain people you have around, certain friends you have around, and now you go and pick them up, your car stopped working. This is all energy. Yeah, it's a sign. You shouldn't be hanging out with them. But it's all energy. You're spending all your time. You're spending all your energy because time is energy. Hanging out with this person. Doing hood rat shit, right? With this person. And now, okay, well, I need something in exchange. Now your car stopped working. Now you and your boyfriend is having problems. You know? So... Um, and like I said, I'm at the park too, and I've been coming to the park a lot lately and spending a lot of time in nature and just letting all the insights, all the downloads and stuff come to me because I feel like that's the key element that I was missing within all of this. When I first woke up, I lived in the city. I lived in an apartment complex, you know, I dreaded going back home where I'm at now, but being back home provides me the space, the time to do things like this and be out in nature, to have clarity, you know? And as much time as I spend in nature, like I said, it's all an energy exchange. I receive in return, like these words of wisdom. <laughs> so I pour in to nature, I pour into her, and she pours into me. I don't have to worry about anything. I don't have to work. I don't have to, I really, I just, I just don't have to worry and like stress over the mundane aspects of life. Cause I come out here and I look at the water. I feel the sun on my skin. I talk to the trees, I touch them. I experience the vastness of nature and all this green, all this love, all this healing energy. And I receive in return. All nature asks of you is your time. So how much time are you willing to spend? <laughs> how much energy are you willing to spend to pour into something that is undeniably going to pour back into you? You know? So...
that's just where I've been at recently. And I'm seeing how all these things keep my mind, body, and spirit in harmony. You know, I'm walking two, three miles. This is energizing my body. Being in nature is rejuvenating my spirit. And then, like, I'm not using my phone besides now <laughs> making this voice memo. But um, other than that, when I'm out here, I don't use my phone. I don't, I come by myself. I don't deal with nobody. I brought a book to read today. And all of that is helping to, like I said, bring clarity and peace to my mind, keeping my trinity in harmony. Because that's all I want from this world, from this life, is to remain in harmony and to hopefully teach others to do the same.